0: episode of the Duct Tape Marketing Podcast is brought to you by SEM Rush. It is our go-to SEO tool for doing audits, for tracking position and ranking, for really getting ideas on how to get more organic traffic for our clients, competitive intelligence, backlinks, and things like that. All the important SEO tools that you need for paid traffic, social media, PR, and of course SEO. Check it out at SEMrush.com forward slash partner forward slash duct tape marketing. And we'll have that in the show notes. Hello and welcome to another episode of the Duct Tape Marketing Podcast. This is John Chance and I'm going to do a solo show today. That's right. Just me and you, the listener, and we are going to talk about content. Now, content's been around a long time. We've been talking about it for 15 years. At least I have been. And I still see a lot of people thinking of it as just another tactic. But today, what I'm going to suggest is content is not blog posts. Content is not social media updates. You know, we used to say content is king when a lot of you know us marketers were, were getting going on this content thing. And really, it's become air. You can't do much in marketing today without a serious strategic approach to your content. In fact, I've gone to calling content and the need for content as the voice of strategy. Yes, it may eventually be your emails and your social updates and your blog posts, but it has to have a very intentional approach today. And really for us, as we are developing marketing strategy for our clients, the role of content and how we're gonna use content to guide the customer journey uh, is very, very significant. Before we ever start creating some sort of editorial calendar, we are thinking about how we're going to use content to communicate our strategy. So let me give you an example. This was a lawn service company uh, that we were working with and they, you know, hands down, had better processes, more professional folks. I mean, their their, their crew is trained, their customers loved them. <laughs> they uh, uh, they were you know pro- you know they communicated better. They had better processes. I mean, so for them, a lot of the strategy came around to how can we make sure that everybody knows that these that this is the most trusted resource for somebody that's going to uh, to mow your your lawn. And so for us, the first piece of content was really. What was their message? And and it just you know we came up with a, you know what was a clever message that hopefully kind of communicated the idea that uh, that you're going to love to come home on mowing day. But the most important element of implementing their strategy was then to say okay. How can we also make as part of our content the way we promote the systems and their trained staff and their crew and their customer service reps? You know, how can we over communicate and tell people we're going to over communicate? How can we actually be seen as a a resource for lawn care and maintenance, you know, versus via the content that we produce? So that's how you start thinking first about what you're going to produce, because then you can be very intentional. You don't need more content necessarily. You need the right content. So then we kind of break it down to the basics because, again, a lot of people still think of content and they think of blog posts. But if you don't have that core message right, if you haven't told what I call your core story in a way that communicates with your ideal client, if you don't have the core pages on your website, if you don't have a base video, if you aren't getting customer reviews, that's... That's the building blocks of content. And you have to start there before you start thinking about podcasting and, and doing all the other things that that may or may not be a great idea. But let's nail the basics first. Let's get that message, core message down. Let's create a core story. And I've written about this for years. It's become actually kind of uh, trendy and popular to talk about story and brand story and things of that nature. Um, but it, it, essentially, it breaks down to this. You need to write... In fact, get a Word docker, if you're an old school pen and paper person, and, and jot these notes down because you need to, uh, you need to be able to communicate, and this will be about five minutes or less into uh, this if you want to go back and find it again, uh, you need to be able to communicate kind of these five points. In, and I always tell people, write this story down. What's the problem that your client is experiencing? You know, again, it depends on the business. It's not what you sell; it's the problem that you solve. So, for example, um, you know, somebody uh, uh, is is a waterproofing basement waterproofing company. Yes, they sell getting your basement waterproof, but the problem they solve is they actually make your house more valuable. They make your family safer you know, because they're not dealing with, you know, some of the of the, the mold and the things that come from having a damp basement. So you've got to first communicate, we understand the problem you're trying to solve. Second component, it's not your fault. What I mean by that is empathy. Show, you know, yes, you've got this leaky basement. It's a problem, you know, but hey, you know, houses are old. They were built in, you know, imperfect. You know, cracks happen. Uh, we live in the Midwest and, you know, there's the soil and the problems and changing weather and droughts and, you know, kind of communicate that, you know, you didn't cause this problem. Now, maybe they did, but, but again, let them off the hook. It's not their fault. Number three, what if you could come home and your basement was completely dry you could actually run carpet down there if you wanted you could finish it if you wanted i mean paint the picture of what life could look like then of course the good news is point number four it can look like that because we're here we we understand your problem it's not your fault what if it could look like this the good news it can and then a call to action so write that core story out see if you could write that story in a way that would be very compelling could be one page, it could be <clears throat> two paragraphs, but that's the basis of how you're going to communicate in all of your emails. Uh, there's going to be a your about us page, maybe. You should have a core video that communicates that particular point, perhaps, or tells that uh, story. There's lots of ways to use this core story, but it's got to be the voice of strategy. It's got to be, what's the message we're trying to communicate? How can we solve the problem that our client needs solved? Now, you also want to have, as part of your foundational content, what are the core pages that you need to have on your site? Yes, your homepage, and I've talked about this at length, needs to be a long kind of scrolling journey that lists all of the services, that tells the story, that shows the trust elements. But you should also have pages for each of your services, maybe for each of your service areas. Um, and, and so, you want to make sure that those pages are telling the story as well. I see a lot of websites where they jump into blogging, but they don't really have that service areas that, com, you know, the, the commercial services, the residential services, the products uh, that we offer, what sets us apart. I mean, you need to have those core pages uh, as well. And the final piece, really, of your kind of foundational content is a review funnel. You need to be collecting reviews in the third-party sites like Yelp and Facebook and Google My Business. But also, that's customer content. So yes, you want those in those places. You need to set up funnels to get that content. Let's think of it as, as what it really is uh, in the places that you know people like Google pay attention to, but also increasingly for every industry, Our customers and our prospects pay attention to those. They offer social proof that you do what you say you're going to do. Still a place for testimonials. You should be collecting testimonials from your clients. Now, these can be first party. I mean, this can just be a letter or a note or an email that somebody wrote to you talking about how great your technician was. And then, lastly, I think there's a really great case on the on the front end before you start thinking. And I'm not bashing blogging, but it sounds like it maybe. But before you start thinking about blogging, get those four or five case studies of happy clients, and not just happy clients, but what their problem was, what your solution was, what the results were. Really, kind of tell the story. In fact, those. Those could be blog posts, but you should that that's content that you need before you just start kind of going out there and rambling. So I'm letting a lot of you off the hook. I'm saying, let's get this foundational stuff. Let's start thinking about our message, our story, our products and services, or our core pages uh, on our website. Um, and then those reviews, and those are great trust elements. Uh, they make great content. Your sales folks can use the case studies. So that's content that I think you need to have nailed before you start thinking about, oh, how do I generate SEO and you know all the kinds of things because you, you need that content to run your business. Now, now that we have that content, let's go to phase two. And phase two is where you now start producing content that's actually going to attract search engines, that's going to be more useful for people who do visit your website. And what I've gone to doing, and I've talked about this before, is producing something that we call hub pages. So again, if you think about content being in pretty much every channel, you've gotta really up your game now if you wanna compete in the SEO game, in the social sharing game, in even advertising, uh, in speaking, in your emails, in your sales efforts, in PR, all, of, all the ways that people come to find out about your business, you've got to up the game in producing useful content that's going to allow you to tap those channels in your business. And to me, one of the best tools is something that I call a hub page. And essentially what a hub page is, is... If, is Your way to tap the highest intent, you know, types of commercial intent, types of searches. So I'll go back to my waterproofing company. If somebody types in, you know, fix my foundation, (laughs) um, you know, or foundation repair companies or Kansas City waterproofing companies, Those are searches that if you're a Kansas City waterproofing and foundation repair company, you're going to want to win. You're going to want to be on page one. You're going to want to have lots of great information about. But hey, let's face it. So do the 27 other companies who provide that service. They are all competing for that. Now, the fact of the matter is you're probably only competing with five or six of them when it comes to digital uh, because a lot of them aren't doing anything. But the ones that are, are going to be tough competition. So, the way you structure a hub page is instead of write instead of just having a page that talks about foundation repair. I mean, obviously that's something that when somebody's ready to buy, they need that information. But a lot of times, before somebody's ready to buy, they're just doing research, like what's this costing me? What's it going to cost? Um, what are the pro, you know what are the the reasons my foundation's cracking? How big of a problem is it? It's it's that early on, kind of what we call early in the funnel or early in in my vernacular in the hourglass. You know, what are the issues that, are, that that this is going to be causing? And so I'm going to go out and I'm going to research that information uh, before I necessarily start looking for who's my best solution. So what a hub page acts as is kind of almost like a, a Wikipedia or a guide <laughs> to how to, you know, find out information about this. So it would be the ultimate guide, a hub page in this case would be the ultimate guide to foundation repair in Kansas City, for example. And that page would be almost like a course. So it would be broken up into subtopics and there would be blog posts about those subtopics. And all of, and this page would then be the landing page for like everything I wanted to know about foundation repair, but I'd be able to then jump back and forth to all of these very specific topics and maybe even to some external resources uh, that that shared some great information. So you, you take all of the, in a lot of ways what you're doing is you're taking content that maybe you've written some of it already anyway, but you're taking this content, you're structuring it on your website in a way that it almost becomes like a mini hub on your site. In fact, most of the time when we do these homepages, we actually put them in the main navigation. So we're we're signaling Google that this is an important part of our website because it links right from the homepage. And then somebody goes there. And what happens is the information is so useful that they share it, they bookmark it, they click around to four or five pages, they stay on the site for a longer time, all sending messages to Google that, hey, this person found what they were looking for, so we're gonna actually take that page and we're going to rank it much higher. Because again, a lot of the people you're competing against are just writing a blog post about a topic, or maybe they have one page with a couple links on it on their, on, on a topic, and now you've created the ultimate guide. So if you're just starting from scratch, you know, this can feel a little overwhelming. You've got a lot of content that you have to produce. But if you're going to produce content on an ongoing basis, why not have a plan for it? Why not have kind of here the, you know, here's the roadmap for our next 10 blog posts, because they're all going to be part of this hub page. If you have been blogging for a long time, and we run across this all the time where people have written 70, 80 blog posts over the years, but it's all just one-off. It's just all, if somebody goes to the blog and wants to slog through it, they might actually find some good content. But by organizing it this way, taking old content, maybe refreshing it a little bit, but structuring it, putting together and organizing it turns it into something that is extremely useful for the visitor and Google loves useful. (laughs) So now all of a sudden, all this blog content that you wrote Five years ago is is getting seen and is getting accessed because the page, the hub page itself, is ranking much higher, and that's fi- that's allowing people then to find content because you've basically you've categorized it and structured it in a way that they can find it and you and use it. In my experience, these pages, particularly in in some non competitive um, areas, will will rank number one, number two, and in, in many cases, pretty quickly. Uh, because you're not competing against thousands and thousands of other folks. I mean, I I'm able to get pages on my site to rank number one when I create hub pages in a really I mean, I'm competing globally with all kinds of marketing people. So imagine if you were that waterproofing company or remodeling contractor um, in a local community, what a hub page would do for you. So that's it for today that I wanted to share. That's how you, that's how I would suggest that you look at content is start and nail those basics that I talked about in the beginning and then start thinking about, okay, how can we knock off a couple of these themes? Maybe you do two or three a year and, and I, I can guarantee you if you want to send me an email. You want to call me <laughs> You want, after you do one of these, if you're not ranking um, and you've structured it correctly um, and you're a local business, um, I'll come and I'll look at your homepage and I'll help you figure out how to get it to rank because that's how powerful they are. All right. Thanks for tuning in. You know, we love those reviews. We love you sharing this content and I appreciate hearing from you. What are the topics would you like to hear from me on doing a solo show? So, Take care and hopefully we'll bump into you soon out there on the road.